This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Derek Armstrong and Word of Grace Community Church. For more information, please visit WOGCC.com. Well, it has been a fantastic series um, going through the book of Galatians, and we're going to wrap things up here this morning, but I'm going to kind of do a little bit more than just teach from Galatians. Back in the, uh, back in the first part of the year, in January, uh, we launched a vision document, and we set forth certain goals and certain things that we wanted to accomplish that we were uh, believing were directed by the Holy Spirit that God had plotted out for us as a church to believe Him for and also to strive for and to begin to put our efforts and our energy and our prayers towards. And so I'm going to give you an update on where we're at on that kind of a mid-year. I know it's the end of July, but I kind of want to give you a mid-year Uh, update on where we're at with those things as well as teach the remaining portion of the book of Galatians. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and go to the book of Galatians chapter 6. If you have version, you can follow along on that app as well. Um, If you don't have the Word of Grace app, um, actually version is in the Word of Grace app, which is pretty cool, but I don't think you can use the live version, but it's still in there. So it's neat if you want to utilize that functionality if you want to download that app. Um, We're going to start off in Galatians chapter 6, and the title of my message this morning is going to be called Sowing Forward. So if you would, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. God, I thank you so much for this opportunity to speak to our church family yet again, and I ask you that you would just lead and direct and guide my words. Father, let them be your words, and let your words be heard by your people. I pray, Father, that you would soften our hearts and that you would just let our hearts be that good ground that is ready to receive truth, that is not only going to impact us, not only going to change our hearts and renew our minds, but it's going to impact those around us because of what you're doing in us and what you're doing through us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and go to the book of Galatians chapter 6 one last time. Before uh, we read this, just to give you a quick setup, remember uh, the whole issue with the intent of the letter to the churches of Galatia. It was written by the Apostle Paul because there was a group of people in the area called the Judaizers. And the Judaizers had infiltrated the area of Galatia and had taught that there was another way to be saved other than through faith in the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ. They had taught that not only should you believe in Jesus, but then you need to become a Jew in order to truly be accepted by God and to be welcome in His presence. So they said you need to accept Christ as the Savior, but then at the same time you need to start following all the feasts, all the observances. If you're not circumcised, you need to get circumcised because that's what Jewish people do. If you're not following these certain feasts and this certain Jewish calendar, you need to do that because this is the pathway. This is the way that we get to God. This is how we do it. And Paul is just shaking his head going, my goodness, who has bewitched you guys? Who has fooled you or tricked you into thinking that there is another way to get to right relationship with God, to be reconciled into right standing with God other than through faith in Jesus Christ alone? Because Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except by me. Amen? So, Paul is writing this letter to refute that uh, poor doctrine that had been taught that we could somehow be saved through our works, and we've been teaching that for the past few weeks, and so if you've missed any of those, I'd encourage you to go back. But we're going to pick this up in Galatians chapter 6, understanding that foundational thing, and we're going to read chapter 6 and verse 1. Here, the Apostle Paul says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in a trespass, they're overtaken by a trespass, you who are spiritual should restore one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you 
should be tempted. You need to bear one another's burdens. And in doing that, you're going to be fulfilling the law of Christ. If anyone thinks of himself to be something when he is nothing, he's only deceiving himself. Let each one of you examine your own work. And then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he's also going to reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will reap the spirit of everlasting life. Next verse. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. See what large letters I have written with my own hand. Apparently, Paul wants to make sure they see. He's writing with large letters, he said. I want to make it plain for you. Verse 12, as many desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these will compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For, for not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire you that you would be circumcised, that they may boast in your flesh, that they would be able to say, hey, this person who wasn't circumcised, now look, they've become converted and I had something to do with it, is what he's saying. And those Judaizers would kind of take pride that now you're accepted. Verse 15, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Here the Apostle Paul is trying to help the church of Galatia be reminded of the truth of the gospel. And that what has been invested in them needs to continually be watered and needs to continually grow. What did Paul say? He said, if you are investing in your flesh, you're going to reap the rewards of your flesh. In other words, your selfish nature, your selfish desires. If I'm investing in my selfishness and all of the me-isms in life, then I'm going to reap my Result, my reward for the way that I'm living my life. He said, but however, he said, if you walk according to the Spirit and you're sowing in the things of the Spirit, you're going to reap the things that God wants you to reap in your life because you're investing in the things that God has done and is doing in you. God wants us to sow forward. He wants us to be a part of what He is doing. He wants us to trust in Him and be led and directed by His Holy Spirit and not be drawn back into thinking, this is somehow about us. Or this is somehow something that we've done in our own strength so that we can take credit for it. Even Paul said, if you think you're spiritual, bear one another's burdens. If you think that you uh, have something that you have somehow uh, acquired because of your relationship with God, and now you have found certain freedoms in life because of your relationship with God, he says, if you're spiritual, and this is how you're viewing yourself, he said, then you need to go the extra mile to make sure that you're helping those who have fallen especially those who are in trespasses. Last week we talked about that a little bit. How quickly do we who call ourselves Christians take the left turn to go ahead and judge, go ahead and want to criticize, develop a critical spirit or a super spiritual mentality of somehow classifying ourselves into different ranks and saying, oh, I'm better than this person, I'm better than this person because at least I don't do this or at least I do this, at least I showed up for this, at least I didn't do this. And when we began to do that, we began to play into that junk that would want to reap from the flesh. 
we want to play into that junk that makes it all about us. And God says, no, I want you to keep it all about me and my glory. And the way that you're going to do that is you're going to recognize it's not what you did that made you right with God, but it's what Jesus did. Amen? Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have works that should come out of that. Remember last week, we went through Galatians 5, where he talked about these are the works of the flesh. They're apparent. We know what those works are. And he begins to rattle off a list of things that are apparently things that are driven by selfish nature. He said, but then there are fruits of the Spirit of God at work on the inside of you, and here are those fruits. And so the thing is, is that good works are not a pathway to grace, but rather they're a response to grace. They're not the way that we achieve salvation or the way we achieve grace, but rather because we have received by faith, because we've trusted, not in our goodness, but we've trusted in the goodness of God, that our good works are a response. And when I look at the things that God has done in our church family, we saw just a few things in some of the videos that we've seen. We saw the Trek grads. Man, what a powerful video. It was just extremely moving to hear people share their stories and be so vulnerable in front of their church family and be willing to say, hey, this is where I was. This is how I thought. And because uh, I went through this, God gave me the tools and helped me to understand and helped me to learn and grow so I could see myself the way he sees me. And, and it's just so powerful to see what God is doing there. Then you see how we had a great turnout at our softball tailgate and people just really enjoy being together. We see people being baptized. We see all the wonderful things that God is doing, all the fellowships, all the community, all the relationships that are being formed, all of the people who are growing in their walk with God because they're growing in relationship with Him and with one another because the Bible says that we need each other. It says that as iron sharpens iron, so does one man's countenance sharpen another. We need each other to be able to sharpen one another, to hold one another up, to be able to pray for one another, to care for one another genuinely. That's why one claps, everybody claps. That's why. Because we genuinely care about one another, because we love each other, because we want to support one another. And that's why we need to understand the message of the book of Galatians is truly a message of salvation by faith, in the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ and that grace that he gave us is not something that we could ever earn, not something we could ever deserve, not something that we ever become good enough for. It's something that he said, you know what, I'm going to love you right where you're at and I'm going to pick you up out of that pit that you're in. I'm going to pick you up out of your selfishness and I'm going to set you on the path that is going to bring me glory and that is going to help you to walk this walk and that is going to help you to grow and to reflect what I'm doing on the inside of you. It's really a beautiful thing when we trust in Him. It's really an amazing thing when we trust in God. And every step that we take as a church family is going to be one of trusting God. Amen? Amen. Sometimes when you're in a church, things are going awesome. And everybody's up on the mountain. Everybody's high-fiving. Everybody's just having a great time. Everybody's super excited to be here. But then sometimes you go through more difficult seasons in church life. Sometimes there's seasons that aren't as fun. Sometimes there's seasons that are a little bit more trying on us. Well, a little bit more trying. Come on, sometimes it's a lot trying. <laughs> if you've been in church very long, you learn, you find out, man, when, 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 when you go through things together, we need to understand this is, this is where God has called me to be because I'm not just going to uh, be connected when everything's going my way, when everything's going great. No, I want to be connected through thick and thin because this is where God has called me to be and that's where he's going to have you to grow. It's about us walking in the spirit with him and not looking at the circumstances to drive my behavior, not looking at whether things are going my way or not, not being led by my flesh so I can boast in my flesh, so I can trust in my flesh, not trusting in my own works, but rather trusting 
that this is where he wants me and this is where we're going to move forward together. So with that being said, looking forward at where God has called us to go and what he's called us to do, man, it's really an amazing thing. I'm super excited about what God is going to do in and through this church body. But I'm also excited about what he's already done this year. Because let me tell you, I've, I've been here three and a half years. And we've been on the mountain and we've high-fived and we've been in the valley. And there's been some hurtful things too. We see that in the lifespan of a church just like you'll see in your natural family. There's times where everybody's getting along and you look forward to Thanksgiving. And then there's those times when you don't. <laughs> And that's the way it is in your natural family. And, and, and the same thing with our spiritual family in a church. That's just the reality of it. And if you think that any church is going to be perfect and is going to have it all together and everyone's going to be loving God, loving people all the time just because it's in giant letters on the wall and on a t-shirt, you're wrong. I guarantee you, any church that you ever go to, it's not going to be perfect. And our church is certainly not perfect, but we've learned a lot. We've learned through our own mistakes. We've learned through our own failures. We've learned through bad decisions. We've learned through even just getting over into our flesh. We've learned, and we're continually learning, and we'll never stop learning. We'll never stop learning. We'll never stop growing. But rather, we're growing in that grace that God has given us. Amen? God has done so much in our church family. And I'm really excited to share with you about what he's done exactly because we set out to achieve certain goals in 2015. We believe these things were directed by God. And I promise you a mid-year review, and we're going to go ahead and step over right into that. In the vision document, we broke it up into three sections. And those three sections are love God, love people, and serve the world. And if you're new here, I want to explain that just real quickly. What we mean when we say love God, love people, and serve the world is that our love for God is a response to His grace. It's a response to what He's done in our lives and what He's doing in our lives. It's a response to the love that He's poured out of us. And so because of that, we love Him. And in response to loving what God loves, the natural next step is going to be that I love people because if I love God, I'm going to love what He loves. And God loves people. God loves you. Do you know that? Oh, yeah, I mean, we're in church. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Sometimes you may come to church, you may not feel very loved. Sometimes you may wake up in the morning, head out to work, you may not feel very loved. Sometimes you may lay your head down on your pillow, you may not feel very loved, but God loves you. God loves you. He loves you. You need to believe that this morning. God loves you, and because He loves us, it just overwhelms my heart to think that he would love me in all my failures, in all my junk, in all of my struggles, how maybe I've even rejected him at times in my life openly. He still says, I'm going to love you, I'm going to forgive you, I want to restore you. Man, when I get a hold of the love of God and the grace and the mercy of God, how his mercies are new every morning, it overwhelms my heart and it makes me just love other people. And I just want to love them where they're at and I want to extend that same grace, love, and mercy and forgiveness and reconciliation that he's given to me. Because all the, ble all the blessings from God are not just for me, right? I'm called to be a conduit of his love, of his mercy, of his grace, of his forgiveness. So it comes to me, and then it flows right out of me. And it flows out of me so other people can experience his love. And I do that through serving them. So because I love people, I want to serve. 
I want to serve with no strings attached. I'm not interested in what I can get out of the deal. My heart's motive begins to change because God is now at work in my heart and the fruit of His Spirit living on the inside of me is becoming evident because now as to where used to, I would react or act a certain way. I realize that's not who I am anymore. I'm a new creation in Christ. And because of that, all the old things have passed away and all things have become new. I, I, I want to love these people. I want to forgive these people. I want to restore people. I want to help others with no strings attached, with no ulterior motive. So when I love God, it causes me to love people and it makes me want to serve the world for the purpose of pointing other people to loving God. So they in turn can love God, love people, and serve the world. And that's how we broke up this vision document, was in those three parts. Love God, love people, and serve the world. So when we say love God, here at Word of Grace, and we were setting goals, the goals that we set were teaching, discipleship goals, helping people just to grow in their love for God. And so the first portion of these goals was teaching, discipleship, just pointing people towards His love. And some of those goals... Um, were uh, uh, numerically based. Some of them were uh, more spiritual transformation based. Some of those things we could do something about and we could put effort and energy into. And some of those things we just have to completely go, God, we can do nothing. We just have to pray and believe you and trust you for some of these things. The first thing that uh, we see that God has done this year is um, we're in week 29 of this year. And one of our goals was to see Um, our attendance increased by 30%. And in week 29, um, we are averaging higher during the summer in attendance at the weekend than we were at the first of the year, which is normally one of our higher times in church attendance. So that's really encouraging. Uh, That's very encouraging to see that more people are coming to Word of Grace in the summer than they were at the first of the year. So I I think that that's crazy because everybody's always taking vacations and stuff, but people still come to church. Isn't that amazing? I just think (laughs) Actually, there have been people who have talked to me who have said that uh, they've actually planned their vacation around being able to still be with their church family and come to church. I think that that's powerful. That's not a guilt trip. That's just a... I, I just think that that's really cool um, when people do things like that. It just shows where their heart is. It shows the priority. Man, I want to be here. I, 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 if, if I miss, I want to catch up online. I love being with my church family. Even if people don't come on the weekend, they still find ways to come throughout the week or, or other things that they get plugged in and connected to. Our goal is still to grow by about another 80 people this year. That's, that's where our, our goal is. So if you're looking numerically, that's what we're believing God for and trusting God for to um, still send our way. Um, if he wants to blow that number out of the water, fantastic. Because we uh, don't want to grow so we can stand here and go, oh, look how many people come to Word of Grace. I don't care about that. That's so like last year, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, that, that stuff's just not important to me like it used to be when I was younger in ministry um, because I realized that it's the Lord's church and he's going to grow it and they that try to make it happen and labor, they do it in vain. So we need to trust God for growth and to send us the people that he's calling here and that he wants to be here. Um, but at the same time, uh, I do think that we have the greatest message in the world. Do you agree with that? We have the greatest message in the world and that's the message of salvation. That's the message of the cross. We have the greatest message in the world, and I want as many people to hear it as they can. I want as many people to grow and be discipled as they can. So that's why we have those goals, and we pray, and we believe God, and we do our part to uh, make sure that we're telling people about the truth. Um, One of our goals was to launch 
um, the core, which is our new believers discipleship. We did that. We launched the core. And our goal this year was to have 35 people go through it. Halfway through the year, we've already had six people go through it, and we've launched that thing. So we just have uh, uh, a little over a third of that uh, or so that people have gone through. And so we're looking for more people to go through that course. So if that's something that you'd be interested in going through the course, a foundational teaching that will really help you to grow in your walk with the Lord. And it was designed to help new believers to establish a firm foundation. Um, one of the goals that we had was also to produce a weekly video uh, for our church, for the service, for online. And we've been looking to do that, and we're hoping to do that for the end of the year. The equipment cost is around $2,500 for that, and so we're excited uh, that we believe that's going to happen. Pastor Stephen's going to head that up if you're interested in volunteering or helping make that happen. See Pastor Stephen, connect with him, because he's going to be in charge of that. One of our other goals is to have more frequent baptisms, and so far this year, we've had two baptism services with 12 people getting baptized. I think that's fantastic. That we've had 12 people get baptized this year. That's huge. And what we're going to do is we're having another one in August, and we want to have more baptisms. We want to have them more frequently. So that's going to give people more of an opportunity uh, to be baptized because we don't have the facilities here to baptize in the church. Um, we've talked about it numerous times. How can we get something in here, do something in here? Then we'd have to pump the water out, blah, blah, blah. We don't want to do that. It's just easier to go rent the aquatic center, and they have water there, and we don't have to deal with it when we're done. It's really nice. Um, and so, uh, so it's really a great facility for us, and we're very thankful that the Sheboygan Falls High School lets us use that. So if you're interested in getting baptized, man, uh, go sign up because we're having one in August, and they are so special uh, every time we do that. It's just such a blessing. So make sure that you get connected if you want to get baptized. The goal was to have 50 people baptized this year. So we have 12 people so far, so we're believing God uh, for 38 more people to be baptized this year. Um, one of our other goals was to launch a family resource page on our website. We have done that. We haven't talked a lot about that because we've been tweaking on our website and we have to make some changes to our website due to some technical issues that we've had. But we have launched our family resource page. So if you're looking for materials for marriage help or for parenting or for finances or anything regarding the family that could be a blessing or a benefit to you, we want to make that available. And so there's always resources that we have approved that we think are good uh, that, that we've put out there for our church family to go and see and to go and check out. And if you ever hear of any resources that you want to pass along that you may think would be good for the website, man, let us know. We think that that would be great. One of our other goals was to launch Trek, and we did launch Trek successfully with 54 people in our very first class, and you saw them graduate here today. It was very awesome, very cool, and we're going to be launching another one of those in the fall. Man, let me tell you something. I've been through Trek. My whole staff has been through Trek. We've had a number of you go through the Trek, and I know that anyone who's gone through it would recommend it because just of how amazing uh, that it is and how it helps you to grow as a believer. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in. doesn't matter where you're at. doesn't matter what you're struggling with, what you're going through. Man, Trek is just such a huge, huge help for us as believers. And I thank God that he opened that door and sent, uh, sent that program to us, and we were able to connect with that. Um, we attempted to launch the family project earlier this year. One of our goals was to launch Focus on the Family's Family Project, which is a small group teaching 
When we tried to launch it earlier this year, there wasn't a lot of interest at the time. There was a lot of things going on, I guess, in people's lives. We just didn't have enough interest to fully launch it. But we're not giving up on that. We're going to try to relaunch that again in the fall. So if you know about Focus on the Family and the great resources that they have, we're going to launch a small group called... called The Family Project, and it's a great resource for you, and so just wanted to make you aware of that. The next section is our relational fellowships, our love people, and uh, one of our goals was uh, to have 20 community groups, and so far, we've already at the halfway point in the year, we've already had 11 community groups so far, and I think that that's fantastic, and some of those are still going. Some of those are still happening even now because the relationships that are formed, they meant so much to people that they didn't want to give those things up. Um, we are also uh, going to have an outdoor service picnic on August the 9th. That was another one of our goals. We, we wanted to make sure that we did an outdoor service. We had a family picnic, and it's going to be a huge deal. And I hope that you can come out on August the 9th at 10 o'clock at Rochester Park here in Sheboygan Falls. We're going to actually have our whole service out there that day. So if you show up here at Word of Grace on August the 9th, have a good time in the parking lot. Um, because we are going to be at Rochester Park. There will be somebody here, I'm sure, that will say, hey, just in case you forget, it's August the 9th. Go down to Rochester Park. So somebody will be here. Um, but make sure that you mark that on your calendar because that's going to be huge. Uh, we're going to uh, grill brats. We're going to grill hot dogs. And all we're asking our church family to do is just to bring some sides and things like that. We have a sign-up sheet at guest services, exactly what we need and what we're looking for. We're going to have organized games as well as just all kinds of fun stuff for you to do after we have our church service that day. We're only having one service. Um, And so if you're an 845 person, which obviously you are, if you're an 845 service person, it's going to be at 10 o'clock just straight up. Okay, So we're trying to meet in the middle there between our 845 and our 1045 folks. And we're just going to have one service. It'll be a little shorter service just because we'll be outside and the kids will be there. But we're going to have the bounce houses for the kids out there. We've got a huge bounce house obstacle course. We're going to have flag football. We're going to have some board games, card games. We're going to have kickball. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. It's going to be awesome. So make sure you show up and be a part of that. That was one of our goals this year. Another one of our goals was to launch our app which obviously we have done. And get this, the app has only been launched for a month, and so far, just in one month, we've already had 135 downloads as of last week on our app, which is pretty cool. Um, So uh, thank God for that. If you haven't gotten the app, go ahead and connect with that. And the thing is, is that when we budgeted for the app, it didn't cost near as much as we thought. It actually cost about a third of what we thought it would cost. So it was really encouraging uh, that we were able to connect with that and, and find that. Um, one of our goals was to uh, double our website usage. And because of the app and because of our recent uh, uh, engagement on Facebook, we've actually seen more engagement in those areas than on our website because those things funnel to the website. So what has happened is that currently, every month, we have about 1,000 views or visits on our WOGCC.com website. But we also now have an average of over 1,000 visits on our Facebook page a month as to where we used to only have maybe 100 visits on our Facebook page a month. So the Facebook has really increased. People are really engaging. So if you're not following Word of Grace on Facebook, go check that out. Um, We have 409 Word of Grace reaches per day, and that has doubled from last year. And so what that means, that is a non-paid organic reach where someone in the the Sheboygan County area is seeing Word of Grace on Facebook. 409 people see it a day. 1,000 people click on it a month. 
So I think that that's pretty cool that uh, we're, we're, we're getting the word out there about what God is doing um, in our church family. One of our goals was to have 35% of our church family involved in community groups. Well, I'm happy to announce that at the halfway mark in the year, we have 45% of our church involved in community groups of some sort. Amen? That's awesome. Uh, we set the bar a little too low, I guess. I don't know. But man, 45% already of people involved in community groups. That means that almost half of our church is involved in relational discipleship of some, cor- some sort that is organized here at our church. Um, one of our goals was to have 50% of our volunteers, of our membership volunteering. I'm happy to announce to you that at the halfway point in the year, we have 70% of the membership involved in volunteering here at Word of Grace. That's, that's huge. That doesn't mean that we're still um, without needs um, because I said 70% of the membership. Now, our church is made up of 36% of regular attenders. That means you attend here but you have not taken the step to go through the next move and to go through membership, and, uh, we, which we welcome you. We want people to attend here. We have 36% of our church as regular attenders, which means 64% of our church family is our, our, our members. And out of that 64%, 70% of the 64%, is, if that makes sense. If you're a math nerd, you're like, I love this service. This is the best service ever. And if you're not, you're like, I should have stayed in bed. No, I'm kidding. Um, 70% of the membership is involved, which means we still have some needs. We still have some things out there, and I'll talk to you a little bit about that. Um, but it's still very encouraging uh, there that we have already seen over that 50% mark that we had go, uh, a goal of. Because, man, when, uh, when, when I first got here at Word of Grace three and a half years ago, and where we were at as a church family at the time, and some of the things that we went through initially after I got here, our, uh, our attendance and our uh, volunteering, it was pretty rough there for a season. It was a little difficult to navigate some of those waters. We had a lot of people that were volunteering two, three times uh, the same service, just in different areas. They would go do this, and they'd run over here and do that, run over here and do that. And we may have a little bit of that still, but not near as much as we uh, had back then. Uh, also, when we used to have our Saturday night service, we had a lot of people that would actually uh, go and volunteer on Saturday, then show up for Sunday and volunteer. And so thank you. If you were one of those people, thank you so much for doing that. That's huge. You, you helped us through those times, but God has really grown our volunteer base. If you're not volunteering, if you're not engaged, man, I would encourage you to take that step. Don't look at that 70% as, oh, well, it's all taken care of. No, look at that 70% as, now I, I, I want to get plugged in and get involved. I want to get connected to other people because when you volunteer, you're able to lighten the load uh, in other areas where people are serving. So it's just a great way as well as to connect relationally. Just such an awesome thing. The last thing is serving the world or the outreach portion of our vision document. Um, one of our goals was to uh, grow an influence in our community, and we're starting on the local level, and we're going to have a focus here on the local level for the next five years, just trying to get to know people, just trying to get involved more in the community and let the community know that we are here for them as a resource with no strings attached. We're not just trying to get more people to come to our church, and we're not trying to go out and do anything other than just to let the light of Jesus shine by letting people know we're here and letting them know that we're available. And some of the initiatives that we've taken is that our staff has been involved in a lot of ribbon cuttings uh, here in town. Anytime a new business is open, we try to have a presence. Um, We have been very uh, uh, aggressive with uh, Chamber of Commerce meetings that we have attended and also one of the biggest pieces of the community influence 
that God has called us to work on this year is that we have opened up our facility to the community. We have said we're going to let you use it because one of the uh, most recent expansions that we had here in Sheboygan Falls was uh, the police department needed to expand because they were really cramped for space. And so they did renovations in what was our municipal building in Sheboygan Falls, which was kind of our community center. If you're not from Falls, that's where we would have events, and, and that's where a lot of things would happen there in that community center. People would rent it out. Well, now Sheboygan Falls didn't have uh, any facility to be able to do that. People would have to go outside of the community to be able to do that. So Word of Grace said, we're going to make our facility available and still have something here in Falls for the community. And because of that, we've only done that for like the past four months. We've only opened up our facility to the community. And in the four months that we've had it uh, available to our community, 13 non-church-related events have happened here at Word of Grace that you probably knew nothing about. And it's just huge. It's a testimony because here's how I look at that. I look at it like God spoke to Moses when he called him. When he called him, Moses made a bunch of excuses of why he couldn't do the things that God had called him to do. And God told Moses, he said, I'm tired of hearing your excuses. He said, what do you have in your hand? And what he had in his hand was a staff, a walking stick that he had been walking with. And God said, you see that stick in your hand? Throw it on the ground. And Moses threw it on the ground, and then it turned into a serpent. And then he told Moses to pick it up. (laughs) And I don't know which one took more faith, but... uh, he reached down and he picked the serpent up and it turned back into the staff again. And then he told him to go see Pharaoh. And he said that he was going to uh, set uh, the people of God free. Now, with that story, I look at it as God saying, what do you have in your hand? Instead of us looking at the limitations, we could say, man, we're, we're, we're landlocked here in this facility. You know, what are we going to do? We don't have enough parking spaces. We don't have this. We don't have uh, enough classrooms or office spaces. What are we going to do? When I look at that, I see God saying, what do you have in your hand? What can you do with what I've given you? And how can you release it to me and let me do something you never could have done with it? And so that's the heart behind us opening up our facility to our community is that we're saying, God, here's what we've got. Now we're releasing it and opening it up and we're letting you do something with it that we never could have done. And because of that, we've had 13 non-church related events here at Word of Grace as a blessing to our community Most of the time, there's a minimal fee, if any fee at all. We try to work with whoever's renting the facility to make that available, and it has been such a huge, huge blessing to our community. Um, One of our other goals was to launch our military ministry, which we did. Um, Deb Cook is the head of our military ministry called Operation Soldier, and Kayla Freitag, our office manager, has also launched a ministry called Senior Care, and then her husband, Eric, along with Ryan Thiel, came together, and they created the Word of Grace Outdoor Ministry, and then coming this fall is coming our Word of Grace Women's Ministry, so we're very excited about all of these new ministries that God has launched in our church and put on the hearts of people and also the things that are coming down the line. I have had people call me, multiple people call me and say, why do we have a men's ministry and not a women's ministry? And, and, and it's not that we like men and we don't like women. That's not how we roll here at Word of Grace. We like women, okay? We want them to be ministered to. But here's how we work, and here's part of our value system. 
is that we believe that the ministries here at Word of Grace are going to be reflective of the passions and callings that are in the people that come to Word of Grace. And so because of that, we had someone that had that passion and drive that wanted to take this thing by the horns and start a men's ministry. And we made, we made room for that and helped launch that thing, and it's been successful. We have had 30 to 40 men show up once a month, every single month since it started. That is unheard of in men's ministry because most of the time you'll have 40 guys show up the first time and then about three guys show up the rest of the time. And if you've ever been in men's ministry, you know what I'm talking about because maybe you were one of the ones that slept in, stayed at home, or maybe you were one of the ones that came and you were like, well, I guess it's just the faithful few again. But no, we have had other churches actually come to our men's ministry just to check it out. And we're not really doing anything special other than just watching videos, gathering in small groups, sharing the Word of God together, praying for each other, and eating some donuts and drinking some coffee. And so it's not anything that other men's ministries aren't doing. So what made ours catch so much traction and be so successful? It's because the leaders were passionate and called by God to do it. I did not want to start a women's ministry here at Word of Grace just so we could say we have a women's ministry. I wanted to start a women's ministry when we had the right leaders in place who were passionate and called to lead it. And we have that now. And these people are going to take this thing and run with it. And I believe it's going to be successful as well. And I believe that you ladies are going to have groups where you can connect and grow together uh, as disciples, where you can meet new friends and get connected to other believers. It's going to be an awesome thing. So that's our value system here because I don't want Word of Grace to become some pre-built box that we create and then people come to Word of Grace and we try to figure out where to fit them in their box. And we don't have a box here at Word of Grace. What we want to be is a reflection of who God has called to be a part of this church so when you come here and you say this is where god has called me to be then god is going to make room for the gifts passions callings and talents that he's put on the inside of you and that's going to make up this local body it's going to organically be reflective of who god has called here and the passions and giftings that he's called us to move forward in amen Amen. and that's how we roll (laughs) so Um, One of the other goals was to create a Word of Grace global communication uh, center. And what we're going to do is create this huge tower. It's going to be about six, seven feet tall, something like that. And it's going to have a TV in it. And it's going to be a place where you can see all of our Word of Grace global partners, which that's our verbiage for missionaries and people that we support financially. And you're going to see on that TV a slideshow of everyone that we support. And then on the sides of this tower are going to be all the correspondents from those missionaries. So if they send us letters or if they have needs or prayer requests, all of that stuff is going to be on this tower as a touch point for you to know where the finances of this church are going and being sowed out all over the world and even here in our local area in Sheboygan County. And then you'll be able to know what's going on. And if there's everything, any, anything we could do to, to, to get involved, uh, then those things will be posted and talked about as well. And it's going to be a great just always going center point, touch point, for what God is doing in our missions and, and through the other people that we're partnered with that are serving God all over the world and that we're praying for and supporting financially. So that's going to be coming soon. Um, we actually have an engineer from Kohler who has designed this thing for us um, for free. He's put this whole thing together and all the parts. It really looks amazing. Now we just need to actually get the thing built. And so we're excited to see that thing come as well. Um, 180 uh, 
um, this year. Our goal was to grow in influence and just grow in impact with 180, which is our ministry to teenagers. And so one of the things that 180 has done uh, is they have launched some summer beach nights to build relationships as a means of discipleship. They've also launched Sunday morning junior high classes, which Pastor Stephen talked about, to be able to uh, minister to 5th to 8th grade, uh, grade. And also 180 has prayed with nine teenagers this year uh, for salvation. And so that's the, that's, that's the best thing of all. Amen? Is that there are now nine teenagers who know the Lord because of the ministry of 180 and what God is doing through that. Kids on the Move is about to start a mentorship-style ministry to kids with absentee fathers um, where stronger relationships uh, are going to be built as a way to connect with those children. Also, um, stronger relationships have been built with the students. They've grown stronger in consistent teaching, especially in the areas of authority, respect, And the main thing that they've been teaching is really that Jesus is our source. What a great thing for a kid to know that Jesus is their source. Amen? He's their source for everything in life. I mean, that was a weak amen. Don't you think we need to know Jesus is our source? Amen. Amen. There you go. So I think that that's great. One of our goals was to relaunch Explosion. We did it um, two years, and then we took a year off. Um, just because we weren't uh, really at a place where it was healthy for us to do that at the time. But we decided we would go for it this year. An explosion had over 1,000 people in attendance this year. It was a free Easter egg hunt around Easter time to the community. The number one compliment that we received from explosion was how organized it was and how comfortable that people felt bringing their children to a Word of Grace event. And that's huge. And, and, and we really like that. Now, if you were working that day, you might not have felt like it was organized because, because sometimes when you're in those pressure situations, man, things, communication lines get messed up. You know, it, it, it can be hairy sometimes when you're actually in the, in the fire making it happen. But the way you carried yourself, And the way that you presented yourself um, was, was with excellence. And so I want to commend you on that and say, well done, church, because uh, that was the number one compliment that we received from the community, from people. They said, man, we, we feel safe bringing our children to a Word of Grace event. That's huge. That's huge. Because that doesn't just say, yay, Word of Grace. No, that gives glory to God and says that when a church does something, that it does it well because they believe what they're doing is important. And when we believe what we're doing is as important, we're going to do it well, and the community is going to see value in what we're doing and why we're doing it. Amen? That's huge. That's huge. So that, that warms my heart to hear that. Um, and then our other uh, goal was to take two mission trips. We've already sent a team to Houston, and you're going to be hearing from those people in just a few weeks, and they're going to share with you some of their experiences and tell you what all happened in Houston. So thank you so much for financially and prayerfully supporting that group that went to Houston. And so I can't wait to hear that in just a few weeks. It's going to be awesome. But now we're also going to send a group to Haiti in October to go to My Life Speaks and to serve there again. So we're going to take those two trips, um, and it's going to be just uh, fantastic to hear what God is doing in our church and in small uh, uh, short-term missions. So it's just fantastic. So we've actually at this point, at the halfway point, just as far as our goals are concerned, Uh, with each one of those love God, love people, and serve the world sections, we have actually hit or exceeded over 70% of those goals at the halfway point in the year. So praise God for that. That's pretty stinking cool. I have just a few more things I want to share with you here. Um, we had financial goals as well. I wanted to give you an update on the momentum uh, goal. We had an update. Uh, I mean, uh, we had a goal of $20,000 to do some remodels and things here in the sanctuary. 
This year, at the halfway point, we have received $14,295.75. That's pretty cool, you know, because you look at that, we still have a whole uh, rest of the year. So if you're not giving towards momentum, I would encourage you, let's knock that thing out. We just ask the congregation to give an extra $5 every week when they come to church, but you have to designate it towards momentum so we can know where to put that, so we can finish doing those improvements. Actually, the, uh, we had a group of men uh, here yesterday that were working behind the church, digging out the dirt. Uh, from behind the church and making sure that there was room uh, to begin to try to fix the water problem that we've had with the water running in the church. And so they had some heavy machinery here yesterday and spent a large portion of the day uh, just uh, working out there and cleaning all of that stuff out so we can move forward because we don't want to remodel the kids' wing over here that was damaged from water until we fix the water problem, right? So, so anyways, that's where part of that momentum money is going to go to, is going to go to redoing the, uh, um, the children's wing, as well as the last phase of it is that we're going to replace these stage lights with LED lights, um, which is going to save us a whole lot of money. We've already replaced all of the lighting throughout the whole building with LEDs. The only ones remaining are, are these big cans up here that you see. Um, and those are a little bit more expensive because we have to have a new board and, and all kinds of new things uh, to be able to run those lights. But it's going to be a lot cooler up here. Uh, it's going to run a lot less electricity, and it's going to eventually pay for itself, and you never have to replace bulbs with, uh, with LED lights as to where with these guys. Um, you're talking about you know anywhere from 20 to $40 per bulb, depending on which light it is, when those things burn out, and these things do burn out. So it's going to be a huge cost savings to us. Um, as well as it's just going to give us a, a little better functionality with some of the things that we're wanting to do. And that's what that momentum money is going to go for. It, it also paid for our sanctuary remodel that we did, uh, which uh, looks fantastic, and we're really grateful for that. So thank you so much for giving. We have an annual budget goal of $500,000 uh, to be able to operate off of. Um, we've received, um, so far this year, 231636 um, The budgeted number was 9615 uh, a week. Um, and so, the, but the actual is 8,273 a week is what we've been averaging. But here's the cool part. Here's the best part of that average. What we've been averaging, we have been able to take care of everything that we need and even put some back with what God has provided. So that's been fantastic. So thank you so much for giving. It costs a lot of money to operate uh, a, a church and keep these things going and keep keep the ministries here happening. And so this has been huge to see, uh, even though we, we, because we haven't seen that budgeted number come in so far this year, that doesn't mean that that won't happen. Um, but it's just been so great to be that close to it. It's been fantastic. So thank you so much for your faithfulness there. Um, the third thing in our financial goals was to build and maintain $50,000 cash and checking. Um, now, right now, that amount is uh, $10,618, uh, and we're looking at continuing to pad that and build that more, um, but we are debt-free. So praise God for that. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And that 10618 doesn't mean that that's all of the money that we have in the church. That just means in our available operating uh, fund, that's the pad that we keep there. Uh, beyond what we pay because we have other funds that we actually allocate. So there's more funds there. So if you're interested in that um, and you ever want to know those numbers, all, you can ask. We're very transparent here. Um, nothing to hide there. Uh, so the finances of this church have been uh, taken care of and God's just providing. So we thank God for that. Now let's move on to life commitments. These are things that we're believing God for. Baptisms, we had uh, 50 has been the goal. We've had 12. The core class, we had 35. Um, we believe in God for six. New believers, we have had 30 people come to Christ this year that we know of. 
And we've been believing God for 100 people to come to the Lord. So that's fantastic. And new members, 32. Uh, we've been believing God for 100 um, new members to go through a membership class and come here uh, to Word of Grace. So those things are all awesome. Let's keep praying about those things. Keep believing God for those things. And because we believe that uh, God is going to provide. Amen? Amen? So those numbers are all very encouraging to me. It's very encouraging to see what God is doing. And those are just the things that we've actually tracked, you know. Sometimes things slip between the cracks and God does all kinds of things and it's just fantastic. I don't know if you got saved last week or not. You need to let me know. Uh, because I, I, I want to know when you come to Christ. I want to celebrate with you. Our church family wants to celebrate. Amen? Amen. Here's some other celebrations that we have um, just as I'm wrapping up this morning. Other celebrations are we started a prayer team and prayer ministry with 10 uh, prayer partners involved. Forge Men's Ministry, I talked about earlier, averaged 30 to 40 men every single month. Pastor Andy has started a ministry, two pastors and leaders from all over the state called Pastor to Pastor, and currently he has four people involved in that that he's mentoring. Um, we cleaned out behind the church and we're ready to remodel the kids' wing. We started an outdoor ministry. Um, Pastor Andy has been asked to do a communication workshop for Bemis, uh, which that's a really great opportunity for him. Uh, Pastor Andy has helped two other churches start the trek. Um, Pastor Keith and Pastor Stephen were invited to speak at Gibbsville First Reformed at the Shine Kids Camp. I was invited to speak uh, at Crescent Lake Bible Camp this summer, which I've done. We've partnered with Remedy Church, and we've deepened relationships with five other local pastors for stronger networking. We've picked up two new missionaries so far this year. We became debt-free. Amen, somebody? Uh, we networked with Appleton Alliance and their senior pastor, Dennis Episcopo, and we had him speak at Word of Grace for a leadership training weekend, and also he spoke to you here on a weekend service. We took 220 people from Word of Grace to a Milwaukee Bucks game. And I've got more reasons to shout about that than you know. <laughs> 70 people have filled out Connect cards as first-time visitors this year, which means that we have a retention rate of over 50%. So that means that one out of every two people comes to Word of Grace, stays here at Word of Grace. Um, updated, remodeled the main auditorium. We replaced all the lights to LED except the stage. Now, after the kids' room remodel, we'll pursue the LED lights. We have had 15 babies born at Word of Grace this year. How insane is that? Healthy marriages and babies. Amen. It's great. Now, I think that these things are all awesome, and, and I praise God for what he's done. And this is just us at the end of, uh, at the end of July. And you see what God is already doing in our church family and how he's moved in just these, these few months. Because actually we didn't release our vision document until the very end of January. So that's why I keep saying six months. Because that vision has only been set and has only been available to our church family for uh, roughly six months. And so you see what all God has done in just such a short amount of time. All of that has happened in that time span. Is that not crazy? All of that has happened in just that... So what do you think God can do with another six months? What do you think he can do with another month, with another service, with another baptism? What do you think God can do in and through this church body and what he's doing in us? Man, it's powerful and it's awesome. We have every reason to thank him and praise him. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, one of the things that I told you I was going to share with you real briefly was just needs. Because of our ever-expanding children's department at Word of Grace, we're restructuring and we're rebranding. And we're going, with a, we're going with a growth theme of a seed growing into a tree. And we're using kind of a woods-type theme. And so we're going to rebrand that. We're calling our nursery um, uh, through 5K Go to Grow Kids. And that's going to be the new name of it. 
And our kids' ministries are a vital part of our church because we're investing in the future of our church and we're investing in carrying the gospel forward to the next generation. And here are some current needs if you're looking to how can I get involved with our children's ministry so we can move forward to the next generation. Um, Seeds is going to be the nursery. That's going to be 1 to 23 months. They need 24 volunteers. That's three per service. I told you how many babies were born, right? You guys got that. 15 babies, all right? Those babies are going to be in the nursery at some point, if not already. Now, we need 24 volunteers in there, uh, and that means three per service, all serving one time a month. So if you can give one service a month, And if we could have 24 people do that, that would take care of everything that we would need. We currently have 10. So really, the true need is only 14 people additionally to be able to serve one time a month. And because right now we have a lot of people in there pulling double duty, and we thank God for them, man. Thank God. But if you love babies and you would be willing to give one service a month to sit in there with those children and to pray over them, hold them, take care of them, you would be enabling parents to come and sit and hear the word undistracted. And that's a powerful thing. Amen? Amen. Yeah, that's a powerful thing. So if you're available, we need 14 more people to sign up. You can sign up at guest services or online, or you can call the office. The next one is seedlings. That's two to three years old. Um, We need 16 volunteers at two per service, one time per month. We currently have six. So we need 10 more volunteers in the seedlings to make that happen where we could do it once per month. The next group is Sprouts, which is 4K to 5K. They have the same need, 16 volunteers, two per service. They currently have six volunteers. And then kids on the move, our older kids, which is first grade to fifth grade, needs 20 volunteers per month. Right now they have seven. So they need 13 more people to sign, uh, to, to help to serve. So like I said, even though we have great volunteering, even though we do have a lot of people involved, there's still some needs, especially in the kids department. That's the main area where we really need some help. So I want you to think about that, pray about that. If you can help serve one time a month in any of those areas, you would be a huge blessing to someone who would be able to sit in here and hear the word of God. And also you would be able to minister to children right where they're at on their level as well and investing the gospel in their life. So think about that, pray about that, get connected, sign up for that, call the office, whatever you need to do. Um, Talk to Pastor Keith, um, talk to Trenton, who's over our kids on the move department. Man, it would just be huge if you could help. Um, We're also going to be redoing all of our Go to Grow uh, kids' rooms, and we're going to want that completed by September 13th. That's our our, our framework that we're going to try to get that done. We need skilled carpenters, we need drywall workers, and we need painters. And if that's you and you want to help, Pastor Keith, I think, is here in the auditorium. Are you you in here, Pastor Keith? He was, there he is. Okay, there's Pastor Keith over there. If that's you, you, if you're a skilled carpenter, drywall worker, or painter, and you would like to be available to help, Pastor Keith kind of wants to cast vision, show you what needs to be done. He's standing right back there. If you want to get up right now and go with him, he wants to take you back there and show you. You can get up right now and go if you would like to, um, if you're considering helping see him at the back of the auditorium. Now, God has called us all to move forward together. Amen? He's called us all to move forward together. He's done so many great things, and there's so much more that God has called us to do and that we can do. And I believe that it's going to take every one of us, every part of the body, doing its share. Thank you for what you've done so far. Thank you for what you've invested. Thank you for how you've just shown up and how you've gotten connected. The most fun thing I think about this church family is how people just genuinely are loving each other and enjoying being with one another. If you're not connected, man, get plugged in any way that you can. Get connected in volunteering. Get connected through one of our ministries or one of our small groups or something that's going to be coming up down the line. It's just so huge what God is doing here, and I'm so grateful to get to be a part.
Can we just give God just a huge hand clap of praise this morning and thank Him? Thank you, Lord. So grateful, so humbled and honored to get to be a part of this church family for us to move forward together and see what God is doing. Would you stand this morning? I know this has been a little out of the ordinary for my normal teaching style, but I wanted to make sure that we understood that we're sowing forward. Because remember what Paul said in Galatians. He said, if we sow in the flesh, we're going to reap in the flesh. But if we sow in the Spirit, we're going to reap the things of the Spirit. I believe Word of Grace has been sowing in the things of the Spirit. And we're going to continue to do that sowing forward. Amen? Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit wogcc.com.